Hello, I am Steve the Limey. And I am Blake the Yank. And we are here to launch our fantastic, wonderful, exciting podcast coming to you. And we're bringing music from both sides of the Atlantic. New, old music and old, new music. And all that great American stuff that shows you how the Brits really learned to rock. Yeah, you will. (laughs) We hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Steve Atkins, born and raised in Manchester, England, and now reside in Florida, USA. Hi, folks. I'm here, and my friend Blake is here to give you a most exciting, wonderful flashback. All you baby boomers, we're heading back to 1963, and we are comparing charts... British charts and American charts and we're going to see where the best talent comes from and we're going to have the time of our lives of taking you all back and having a lot of fun. And the battle is just about to begin but before any further ado may I introduce my foe, not really my enemy, but my adverse. Go ahead Blake, take it away man. My name is Blake Bennett, and I was not a child of the 60s. I was born in the dead center of 1969, so I almost entirely missed that decade. And yet at the same time, that was the year we had Woodstock, we put a man on the moon, and oh, Charles Manson, but let's just move on. So the thing is, I'm here to prove that America knows how to rock. We are going to build and mass produce and pass around every last little thing. And so, yeah, maybe maybe there's a British invasion from time to time, like uh, in the 60s and the 80s, but ultimately we're going to capitalize on that because we all are right. capitalists. All right, I'm bored now, okay? <laughs> is that all you've got? That is so pathetic. And you got to bring up age. I can't believe that. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 10, 20 years old, 60 years old, are you 50, whatever. Good music and great music is the best, and the best and most awesome, awesome, excuse me, most awesome and passionate and wonderful talent in music, even if you go back to the great masters, it is the 60s, and if you're listening to us, switch it off if you don't like the 60s, because music, that's what it's all about, is the 1960s, and what I want to do with you, uh, Mr. Blake, American person. All right. That would be me. Yes, okay. <laughs> I want to try and compare charts. And, you know, there's a lot of music when I was a little kid in England before I came back to the States, which I was listening in the charts. And when I came back uh, to the big country, nobody had ever heard of. And I'm going, you guys didn't listen to the same music? We did. Certain music we did. But there was certain music in your charts that we never heard of in England. And there was certain music in the English charts that you guys never heard of. Let's go back to 1963. Okay, let's let's do that. Show me what was going on in the the good old USA. What uh, What was like number one? Number one in December of 1963 in the United States was Dominique, the singing nun. Okay, so we hadn't invented Hendrix yet. I'm sorry. Was that the flying nun? Wasn't that Sally Fields? Dominique, 
Does she sing too? You know, the scary thing about it is I looked up that fact and I'm like, I have no idea what any of that is. And I'm kind of relieved that maybe I wasn't born yet in order to witness the travesty that might have been the singing nun. But But I'll tell you what, that wasn't the start of the hippie movement, was it? With the nun, did she take off a nun hat and become, grew hair? This isn't a rosary, they're love beats, man. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Free love. uh, Would you like to know what was number one in Great Britain at that time? Uh-oh. Uh, yes, tell me. Well, it's actually a group called The Beatles. I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, but it took you guys three years to let us into your country because you said, that's a load of crap. I shouldn't. Doo-doo. We don't want that. And she loves you. Please, please me. And the, the first time you let us in was, I want to hold your hand. Okay, so we are talking the early Beatles, 1963, then, in the UK. You're not telling me that this was an Abbey Road magical mystery tour kind of moment. You're saying this was the Beatles still in their I love you phase, the she loves you and want to hold your hand? And I say that something, I want to hold your hand. All right, let's move on, American man. Come on, tell me what else was in your charts. What's exciting? What have you got to offer? What What can you tell me what was said? All right, did you have... Um, hey, we had Louie Louie. Uh, now that's... By the Kingsman. Yeah, you got me on that. That is like the number one sod song of the mod movement. Louie Louie. If you watch like Quadrophenia, you watch it, you know, Stingers, King of the Mods and all that, when you go into the, what you would call clubs then, before they were discos... Uh, they would play that and it's the best and nobody can to this day understand one single word of that except maybe Louie Louie oh baby we gotta go What happened? Are you sure they that? said we? I mean, I always thought it might have been we go wall wall. We go wall. That that seemed more logical. Now let me ask you this though. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I just want to make it clear that in the United States we had Louis Louis by the Kingsmen, and decades later here we are still with America's frat boys getting drunk to that every single year. I am certain of it. I don't have to go to a college campus to tell you okay. that somewhere okay. Louis Louis is being played and beer okay, is being drunk. Okay, that's wonderful. They're great. Okay, let's get back to some English talent too. Alright, we're getting back to 1963 December again. Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, if anybody out there doesn't know it, was England's or Great Britain's answer to the king of rock and roll Elvis. Numerous hits, fantastic, wonderful songs threw him out in. The only one you really kind of listened to was She's Just a Devil Woman with Evil in her eye. Remember? I remember that one. Do you know any more Cliff Richard? Have you heard of any? Well, let me ask you, have we got a sample of Cliff Richard we can play? Let me put one in right here. Let's go. Cliff Richard. Let's play Summer Holiday. Okay. See if any. I don't think anyone would have heard. We're all going on a summer holiday. No more working for a week or two. Fun and laughter on a summer holiday. No more worries for me. And that was a movie in the 60s. We're all going on a summer holiday. 
No more working for a week or two. Not bad, huh, folks? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to charge you if you want to come and listen to me sing. Okay, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and insert a sample right there, and this I is think me. No, this, I don't think you me. can use that kind of language on the rate on this. Uh, what what you, you don't insert anything, okay? We'll, we'll be laying. Not when I'm on your show, okay? Well, yeah, I was gonna say laying in, right. and that's even worse. Right. We're going to introduce a sample into this portion of the recording, and I'm gonna snip out some of this audio in order to fit that in. <laughs> but I want to make a point here. Let me make a point here. You just you just mentioned we're all going on a summer holiday and, and we don't want to work and we're going to take some time off. And to be honest, no matter which side of the pond you're on, you still had those same concerns. Because uh, it's 1963. America doesn't have that whole turn on, tune in, drop out, don't work mentality. So we still got people that have those same problems, whether you're in the UK or the USA, you still don't like working and you want to take time off. And by God, you want to take your baby out somewhere with your rock and roll. So Cliff Richards. Have you finished talking yet? No. Oh, yeah, man. wait. Okay, sorry. I'm back yes. again. Okay. You can come back now. The English dude's back. You don't have to <laughs> listen to him anymore. I know it's just gibberish, isn't it? But anyway, let's get back to the best charts and everything. Let's let's run down 1960 to 69. I am going to pick out the shadows, the num the best instrumental ever, Apache. Have you ever heard of them? And they were the band to Cliff Richard. I was just going to say, isn't that also Cliff Richard? Hang on a second. Are you getting a two for one here? No, excuse me. They're both separate. They played together, but they branched out. And the sh- Ma- Hank Marvin, they invent. Well, they didn't invent the surf music. You guys did. That's why it's called surf music. But like <laughs> once again, from <laughs> Soul Roots, and you, we took it and we made it better. Well, it's a little hard for you to have a Pacific Coast Highway. So we got high, and let's see. Oh, there, look look who you've got. I think he's playing at Ruth Eckerd this one. Oh, yeah, Chubby Checker, The Twist. Yeah. I know that one. Come yeah. on, baby. Yeah. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Take me by my little hand and go. The twist, I admit, it's a classic and all that, but how can you have 50 other songs that have the twist in it and have hits with Wait it? a minute, hang on. We are we Americanized the twist. Do you know why I say that? Because the twist had a sequel. That song was so awesome, they said, let's make a sequel and let's twist again like we did last summer. Who's
Can you smell the marketing behind that? Because I can. All right. In between these takes, we're going to play a little bit of each song. And you make the decision. You know, I've finally realized after being a citizen and living in the States that you probably never heard of or listened to when you was a kid. That's why we're going to compare the charts. You know, you make it a point earlier about whether you're 10 or 20. It doesn't matter your age. It's just rock and roll is true. And let let me ask you. We've got the internet here. You've got stuff that you know that I don't. I've got stuff that I probably know that you haven't heard, but this is the internet. We're going to make people able to hear these things, and at the same time, let's see if they add their own bits, because maybe some of these folks that aren't 10 or 20, maybe some of these people remember things differently, and we'll start adding more content to our show when we get people you know, commenting, writing in, and saying, hey, I've got this piece. You forgot that song. And what it did for them. Yes. Through that period of life where they were listening to it, where they were, what they were doing. And I'm a reminiscer. And, you know, it's like when I hear my mom's favorite song, Build Me Up Buttercup. You know, by the foundations and it brings a tears because it's all about passion and love and bringing the world closer together. And we can do that, especially with the old music of the 60s and that. I don't know what happened to us with road rage and, you know, all that aggravation that we're having out here. What happened to the flowers and the peace? Play more 60s music and there'll be less road rage and less anger and more love and passion. Because you know what? There's too much violence out there. There's too many weapons. Let's make everybody happy and play nice music and beautiful music. And you know what? When people listen to the music generally, aren't people happier? You know what? You make a perfect point, Steve, and I'll tell you why. It's 2017. And I've made the comparison to other people that right now, socially speaking, America is in a position a lot like it was in the 1960s with a lot of divisiveness, a lot of different, different opinions and strong ones and a lot of passion behind that. And yet we don't have what we had in the 60s, which was the music infused the movement and the movement fed the music. Right now, popular music is almost turning a blind eye to this stuff. We're not hearing songs that talk about what's in the streets. There is no Marvin Gaye doing what's going on. You know, there's about no the stop. Times. What's that sound? About the times and what was happening and making a stance about it and putting in your music with passion and love and dedication and trying to make the world a better place by your lyrics and even changing them around. And, well, I am the walrus. What the heck is all that about? Because it's not about, well, it is about the lyrics, like we said, and the message and all that. But at the end of the day, it's the music. Even if you don't friggin' know what you're singing about, that's what art is. You know, John Lennon said, every time I write a song, you make me to be like, I'm like some guru or everything has a meaning, but it doesn't. 
It just comes up. That's why he threw all those lyrics in and mixed it up and put a lot of nonsense in, which, right, and made it into probably one of the best songs ever. You're coming back made. to Louie Louie. <laughs> that's what I'm More saying. More nonsense. Yeah. But like, see, that's the thing. There's style and there's substance. I mean, you go back to John Lennon and what was he doing in the 60s, especially the latter half of the 60s? He was saying it all has to be deep and meaningful while Paul McCartney is wanting silly love songs. Where do you draw that line between I'm going to make people happy and I'm going to make a statement? Uh, no, you know what? You're not going to bash the man, okay? Paul McCartney. Ah, so you are silly a McCartney love guy. Songs. It was one of the best songs. I know it was a silly love song, but it was still one of the best 70s, just like Philadelphia Freedom before, I believe, Elton John lost a bit of his creative stuff. That was a classic song too. But silly love songs, would, but that's what I'm saying. I love that because it makes people happy, makes people love people more. And when you turn that on, you, I am in my Plymouth Fury driving down, and and that's what music, good music, does. It transforms you. I mean, depending on what you're listening to. If you're listening to hate, kill that mother, do that, bang that person, whatever that, that's. But do it in your own homes and don't bring it out and don't try and spread that away. That all that. But let's do good, happy stuff. Getting back to songs again, which you know why we're here. Um, I'm looking at the search of Sweet for My Sweets. What a beautiful song. They were English too, by the way. You know, way. I actually don't know that song. Let's play a little bit by that song so that I can hear it. Because there's a lot of stuff here I haven't heard before, and I'm looking forward to it. I can sing it to you if we'll, you want. We'll put a little Sweets bit in here. Sweets for my sweet, sugar for my honey. Sweets for my sweet, sugar for my honey. Your first sweet kiss thrills me so. Let's take it away, Maestro. Well, either way, it's better than corn syrup. Okay. And how about a bit of the kinks, too? You you really got me. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. That was 1961. The Who oh, yeah, that Van Halen song. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. That's for... when you take our stuff <laughs> and try and make it better, and you make it sound shitty sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do like Van Halen. They're a classic.
and but you are so right about the meaning of the times and all that kind of stuff you know but why can people still relate to listening to the who singing my generation right some of those themes are always going to be timeless just like those those kids with their hair and their clothes you can use that phrase probably going all the way back to Socrates and someone's going to say, yeah, it was the kids with their hair and their clothes that ruined society. Yeah, but we're all victims of the society that we're born in and what's good and what. And every generation has a different styling. Being a, in the beauty industry too, uh, being a hairstylist, um, I've come to know that you can only do haircuts five different ways just like Vidal Sassoon, is putting all those basic haircuts and displaying what you want to do. But just like haircuts come back, hopefully not the mullet, <laughs> there or are the bowl cut, or any of that. But if you look at now what we're doing with the short tapers and the Elvis and the big flock of seagulls, it's all into, and that's what music's all about. But you know what? I've been talking about all these English bands, and you were like a little mouse over there, mousy man. You know, get back in your cage. What have you got? I but mean, let's I'm talk about you yeah. all these, the kinks. I'm talking about the searches. Okay, I'm talking 19- about the tornadoes with Telstar. We're talking about the 60s now, and these are all English. The Beatles, status quo, uh, pictures of matchstick men. Did, did you have that in the charts over here? Well, in 1963... Do you know what it was about? No. Well, we did have Sugar Shack by Jimmy Gilmore and the Fireballs. Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the tracks And everybody calls it the Sugar Shack Well, it's just a coffee house and it's made out of wood Espresso coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason why I gotta get back up to that sugar shack Whoa, baby, to that sugar shack It was a good one. Can you compare it to, like, Purple Harlem's Whiter Shade of Pale? No, because that's a classic, almost like him-type song, which will be a classic for generations to come. Well, now are we doing McCartney or Lennon? Because is Sugar Shack going to be your happy little silly love song? <laughs> Whiter Shade of Pale, are you going real deep with that and getting some meaning in there? I mean, what about Walking the Dog by Rufus Thomas? But that's soul. I'm just a walking the dog. Baby back, dressed in black. I used to think I was actually Shaft when I was a little boy, teenager. I love, I love soul music. I love it. You know how many dates I had putting on Barry White after the disco? Oh, oh my God. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But what disco. I'm saying is, that's all right. See, that's got a different meaning here. No, but disco is a an offshoot to soul. It's an offshoot to Tamler Motown, to Philadelphia sound, oh, yeah. to uh, Stax, to all of those. Um, but I love it all. I love all that. And I like uh, Do the Funky Chicken too. I love it. 
but anything like that but going back to meaning passion and love and all that that's why we love the 60s so much because when I was a kid when I came back from California I could go upstairs in my little box room in Manchester England put on my headset and listen to the Beach Boys and I was transported into the west coast with the beautiful beaches and I knew you didn't have to be there because that's the ability and I know you'll agree with me let's play that and let the audience hear hey Steve yeah how do we tell them that we're done for the day I don't know because I'm having too much fun we have covered so many wonderful artists and so much great music I just want to carry on till the midnight hours but I'm afraid we're just going to have to tie it up and wait for our next show. Yeah, I think so. So that's all the time we have for now. But keep tuning in because we'll always have more for you. Oh, yeah. And just remember, though, we want to know how you think, folks. We want your favorite song and your favorite time where it takes you back. England or America, we're not biased. So you join in, and if you've had as much fun and as much as excitement and a great time like we have, we will definitely see you on the other side of the microphone next time. Rock and roll.